When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hello. We're still figuring out the timing on that one. Slightly, it's hard when we can't like lock eyes. Slightly off, always on. Remember that? Slightly off, always on. TBS. No, what is that? I think that's the TBS slogan. What is that? The TBS slogan. Which one is characters welcome? (laughs) Um, CNN. That's USA. That's Sienna. Okay, got it. Characters welcome. That's true. Don Lemon, a <laughs> character. Ugh, my favorite alt comedian. Don my favorite Lemon. political comedian and Daily Show correspondent, Don Lemon. <laughs> God. But you know who um, I'd like to welcome, Olivia? Not characters, but our gracious listeners. Uh, we love them so much. Guys. Welcome to Iconography. I'm Ayo. And I'm Olivia. And this is the podcast where Olivia and I talk celebrity culture. We talk shop. And most importantly, we talk icons. We talk to people who matter to us the most and why they matter. Each week, we invite on a figure, an icon to us, some could say. Uh, and they will talk about a celebrity who means to world them. We get into it. I think I said means to world to them. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes we talk about them so much, you know, words cease to have any meaning. Just just the feelings. It's all vibes. It's all fucking (laughs) vibes. You know what's going down. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the first all vibes podcast. Um, But we ask a very important question. Not only who is this icon, but will they endure? Will they stand the test of time? Does their legacy really matter? But before we get into that, before we introduce our guest, Olivia and I talk about our icons of the week. Just who this week is really popping off to us. So Olivia, I gotta ask you, who's your icon of the Mm -hmm. week? Okay, um, this is one of those situations that we were uh, dealing with earlier in recording which is that mine is not a person but Mm -hmm. you know I Mm -hmm. um I've been cooking a lot at home we've all been like there's you know we can't we can't go to restaurants and I would like to shout out um just kind of the concept of roasted vegetables the kind of concept of eating sides for dinner um and just kind of putting a lot of things on a pan, covering them in olive oil, salt, pepper, whatever you want, and then having a full meal for for dinner. Ayo, how do you feel about that? 
Um, I feel really happy for you. Um, Thank you. Because that feels true to you and mm-hmm. to what you eat and who yeah. you are. Oh, yeah. Um, I am not okay, someone who like, knows it's... how to like cook a meal, but I can. <laughs> I can roast a vegetable. Okay. I'm, you know, I'm not going to fight it. Give me a play-by-play. Mm-hmm. What are some of the vegetables yeah. we're roasting? Okay. Last night. You want to know what I had for dinner last night? <laughs> You're going to tell me, so please go I am going to tell you. Purple Brussels sprouts, a sweet potato, a little olive oil, a little maple syrup, some some bacon we had cooked earlier in the day. Throw it all in the pan. Io looks shocked right now. No, I, well, the purple Brussels sprouts, are you doing one of those boxes? Yeah, I yeah I am. I have a Misfits box. Okay, and that's and that, and the shock is removed, and I'm back at home. There you go. I'm at ease. Yeah. Io, who's your icon this week? You know, believe it or not, my icon is a human person, and not a concept, oh, okay, really cool. tangible, sort of a person with a body of work. It's an actor. It's Walter Matthau. Wait, yeah, Walter Matthau. What? <laughs> Sometimes I confuse him and Walter Cronkite, and I feel really, and I feel horrible about it. But this time I got it right two, on the first try. Two very try. different Walters. Really different for huge reasons, for what they mean, um, just in how hard they lived. Uh, really, two two Walters in fair in fair Hollywood we lay our scene, I guess. Uh, but this one is Walter Matthau. Yeah, I don't feel good about it, but it's just what I said, okay? <laughs> I like Walter Matthau uh, because I uh, I just was in a mood to watch a very silly, involved uh, rom-com where things keep happening, and I watched Cactus Flower um, for the first time, uh, which is like this really great rom-com from the late 60s uh, with him and Ingrid Bergman and Goldie Hawn when she's like young and mostly eyes and he's so funny in it. He rules. He's old. He's always been old. He turned 30 and he just and he turned 80 and he rules. I do love someone who's like always been old. I, yeah. I think that that's like uh, a feature I appreciate. Like, Ed Harris, always been old. Always been old. That's just someone who's yeah. been old forever. Morgan Freeman, yeah. always been old. Always been old, but then he got too old. And then Morgan? also he married his cousin. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, that's fucked up of him. He's kind of a, I think he might be a perv, but that's, a, you know, a different thing for a different day. Yeah, we can get into it. I got a lot of offhanded thoughts about Morgan Freeman. Like his hand in the glove. What? He's got a hand. It's in a glove. Okay. <laughs> I don't think... Okay, back to Walter Matthau for a second. I don't think I've ever seen a Walter Matthau movie, and I also don't think if you showed me a picture of a bunch of, like, old men that I could tell you which one was Walter Matthau. If I did, like, an old actor lineup, you don't think you'd be able to, like, vibe no. out even which one is Walter Matthau? Have you seen... Mm-hmm. You haven't seen The Odd Couple... No, Walter Matthau, I'm thinking about Walter Matthau, and the only face that's coming to mind is Ernest Borgnine. And I don't know if that's, like, true or not. That's false. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't look anything he does like have that. A rough, 
face. He's got a rougher face. So you're right okay. in in that school. Um, okay, cool. You haven't seen Grumpy Old Men? No. Huh. Well, hey, there's still time. <laughs> I, I know, I got plenty of time. You've got nothing but that, really. And speaking of time, I think it's time to introduce our guest. <laughs> uh, I'm so excited to have him on. He is an incredible, brilliant stand-up comedian. Genius, genius, genius stand-up. But guess what? It's not just limited to that. Surprise. Because he's a writer. He's an actor. He is... He's just he's perfect at a genius and uh, an expert in culture in so many ways. He's got a podcast, so you know he's about to throw us through these ropes himself. He's got podcast <laughs> plural. He rules. And his name is Joel Kim Booster. Wow, you just told me I'm gonna throw you through these ropes. Um, yep. <laughs> Really I, making up a lot of idioms today, Io, in a way that is, <laughs> I'm worried about your state of mind, I'm sort of concerned for your health and well-being, outside of the pandemic that we're currently experiencing, I, I just think there might be something wrong with your brain. I'm I'm deteriorating at such a, <laughs> a, 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 an astonishing rate. <laughs> I was caught today by my neighbors speaking to... <sighs> spiders on my porch. Um, you were and, speaking oh to no. the spiders? I was caught saying literally, and it wasn't like loud. It was just sort of like casually. I was like watering my plants and I was like, I don't mind that you guys are here, but I just, I wish you would do your jobs because there's so many bugs. <laughs> there's so many bugs in and around my apartment right now. So many mosquitoes particularly. And when I moved into this place, it's near the LA River and all my neighbors were like, you have to leave the spiders. You cannot kill a spider near this house because there's too many bugs. The LA River is a, a hotbed of bug activity. And so the spiders are integral to keeping the bugs at bay. And I said, okay. And I don't love a spider. I'm not one of these pro spider people. But I said, okay, if they are going to be here and they're going to be doing a job. There's two types of people. Yeah. There are pro. There are pro. I tweeted out something anti-spider recently and the pro spider people found me. And they said. What did the pro spider people like They're say? just like, they're, they get a bad rap, the media. <laughs> <laughs> and like. It's a witch hunt yeah, against spiders. And like, clearly, because like, look at them. They suck. They suck and they're scary and they the way they move is menacing. Everything about them is scary and menacing. And but I and I but I said, okay, they can be here if they are working, but they're not doing it. So many of the spiders have chosen places near the ground to make their webs. When all the problems are flying, all the problems are in the skies. And and they have chosen to make their one job is to catch the bugs. And it's so, in, in these times, I cannot deal with it. But, so that's where I'm at sort of mentally right now today, is talking to the spiders and getting caught by my neighbors. Because my neighbors thought, they came out and they, she was like, do you have someone over? <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> in fact, I don't have someone over. In fact, I am just speaking um, I think that sternly is... at a bunch of spiders on my deck. <laughs> That's the thing is I'm 
I'm not having these conversations. Like I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting to practice um, intimacy, dare I say, with the bugs and the creatures in my house right now. When I talk to the cat that I live with, I say, You're so hi, Miss Chunk. I say, hi, Chunk Chunk, you know? And, and so when that's the extent of conversation, I go, oh, Chunk want, you know, you want a little rub, you want a brush? Of course I'm forgetting idioms left and right I, because I don't I have no need for them. Because she doesn't anymore. like there's no there, back and there's forth. No back and there's forth. no back like, and forth. Although let me pitch mm-hmm. you spiders something. spiders give you a back and forth. I'm going to pitch you guys something. Pitch it. A cat named Porg. Come on. Isn't that the cutest sounding thing? Yeah, no, that's perfect. That's I want. I can't get it, but because I, I care about my plants too much and I have too many toxic plants. Um, although my neighbor did pitch me this recently. Because I've been talking about maybe fostering a cat in these times. Because it's it also wouldn't be fair of me to get a cat because I'm gone so much. But like they were like, oh, you could foster a cat. And I was like, okay, send me the cat. The cat, and I'm not making this up, that they sent me to possibly foster. No teeth, a broken leg, and feline aids. And I said, <laughs> I haven't owned a cat. I used to own two cats in Chicago. I haven't had cats in many years. And you want me to dive back into the pet ownership pool with a cat with no teeth, a fucking broken leg, and feline AIDS? Like, that is so much to do. No, they're asking you to be that cat's, like, I know, worker. and I'm, like... you know what, like, truly take away just one of those things. It doesn't matter which one you take away. Just one less thing. I could handle it. But all three of those things together, I would... They were like, Joel, you've listened to the Rent soundtrack, right? Yeah. You're going to love this. <laughs> I couldn't. I was like, no, I, I don't. I was like, that might be a little bit too much responsibility. Like, you have to carry it around. You have to chew up its food for it. And you have to give it medication. I was like, I wow. can do two of those things only. But other than that, you know, pretty lucky. Pretty lucky. <laughs> well, you know, that cat to me is honestly a triple threat. And... <laughs> And speaking of triple threats. Oh, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about one who is uh, astonishing in particular. So, Joel, let me ask you, who is your icon? My icon is somebody who you and I, I know, have talked about this a bunch. And I've been meaning to come on this podcast and it took a a, a global catastrophe for me to finally get on. (laughs) But, um... My one, my one true love, my one and only, my icon, Sandra Bullock. Um, she can do anything. <laughs> she can do it all. Um, I am obsessed with Sandra Bullock, and I have so many reasons why. Um, but I can't wait to talk about her. Because I think that people sleep on her. I think people get her mixed up with sort of the menagerie of white ladies that we're presented with in Hollywood. But I think that she's special. I think she's a league ahead. Mm. I think that it's a travesty that she's not on Big Little Lies. Quite honestly, I think she'd slot right in there as sort of a, a like a wow. like deep con- coming out immediately with like a perfect take. Yeah, I mean, who on Big Little Lies do, would you replace I, to, with Sandra? Oh wow, now that's a question. That's a that's a tough question because the the one that I do, dislike dislike is Shailene, but she can't she can't be Shailene. She's too old. Yeah. I think we need to create a new character for her. Season three, Big Little Lies. She is either. Well, and this is problematic because I was going to say the one character I would replace with with uh, Sandra is um, the detective, but that 
that show is sort of a mm. dearth. There is not a dearth of people of color on that show as it stands. And to replace one of the few with Sandra Bullock, I can't in good conscience say that. So <laughs> Sandra Bullock is pretty violent. Yeah. But I, I've always said this. I, I've said it once and I've said it a thousand times. The only good cop is a Sandra Bullock cop. Okay. That's the only good one is a Sandra Bullock cop. And I think she'd make a wow. great detective. I also think we could slot her in there. And this is sort of a j- cop adjacent. Blue Life Matter. Yeah, Blue Life Matters <laughs> if it's Sandra Bullock. Um, I think what the show needs is a, a deep conservative, never Trumper, sort of Republican neighbor. And I think Sandra Bullock is that. And yes. that's what I'll say. And it's not why I love her. It's not her fault that that is like sort of what she's good at but right here we are that's what she won an oscar for you know it's like yeah technically i guess we that can't is hate true. her for that having woman the probably range. is a never trump or republican isn't she in irl oh ab- absolutely she absolutely is and that football player has to go to her house every thanksgiving now and he's like yeah. i don't know well okay here's one. the thing though here's here we have to start here because i know I know what everyone at home is listening is thinking about, and it is this win that no one believed that she deserved. But I will say, I'm going to go out and say it. She deserved it. Okay? She deserved it. Okay. Because it is hard to wear a wig that bad and make it a part of who you are as a person on screen. And listen, I saw that movie... And I was someone who, as a as a teenager, moved out of my own home and wow. moved in with a nice Joel, you white might be family. the first person of. Wow, you also might be well, the first person of, of my... color to have seen that movie. I might be. <laughs> I saw it in the theaters. I saw it twice in the theaters. You saw it twice in theaters. I saw it twice in theaters. I was so enamored with it. And yes, I understand the problem. I understand why it's a a bad movie. Okay, but it also felt like it was telling my story. In a lot of ways, um. <laughs> this is like the only the only argument I will take for like the blind side. It's like the only thing yeah. that like neither Io nor I could ever argue with. No, because it was telling my story. Yeah. Okay, and you can't take that away from me, Io. No matter how hard you try, and it is a real listen. I think I there's part trying. of me. There's part of me too that is like, yes, I get why. Like we cannot have any more of those movies, but I'm glad that was the the last one you know let it be the last one well okay okay hold on here's what i'll i'll say is that of the performers who were also nominated that year she is maybe the strongest but i'll read you guys who else was nominated carrie mulligan in education i don't really care about that uh helen mirren the last station anyone care did you see it i don't know did what you that see is it, Olivia? no yeah, so how can you say that she didn't deserve <laughs> no, uh, it? No, okay. Meryl Streep, Julia, Joel said, Julia fuck and then, a Dame. And then Gabourey Sidibe Precious, which is maybe her only actual competition that year. Wow, I do remember this because it was sort of like an upset that she beat Precious. Yeah. Yes. And that is actually racism in action that she beat Precious. Right, yeah, that her like sure. white savior movie beat Precious. Beat Precious. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Gabourey we Sidibe getting hit by a pan from Monique. <laughs> Wait, can I can I say can I say like can I say like a real hot take that I think not a lot of people that I love to repeat and it does upset some people and some people are okay with it. It is um, This is the space. 
I think Mariah Carey deserved at least a Golden Globe nomination for Precious. Yes. Yes. No, this is true. I think it's just, I think that she is as good, if not better, than Monique in that film. And it is certainly Mariah Carey's best acting performance she's ever given. Easily. Easily. Yes. For Mariah Carey to not wear any makeup and for you to not reward her for that. Mariah Carey's little mustache in that movie. Also, she said, like, fuck vanity. I'm, like, here to act. She went there. That is her Nicole uh, uh, wearing a fake nose. Like, she did the thing. She did the Charlize Theron. That's her Eileen Wernos makeup. Yes. Like, that is. Yes. Can we talk about the abuse? It's. Christian Bale level. I'll yeah. say transformation. Yeah. yeah. And Monique is like, you know, yelling. It Mo- Monique's <laughs> Monique's great. I don't I don't want to take incredible. away from Monique, but Monique's part is there on the page in a much bigger way than I think Mariah's is. I think Mariah had to bring a lot to that part yes. that wasn't yes. written. And that is why I think she should be recognized. But Back to the lady at hand. Yeah, it's it's bad. And it's bad that she also, I believe she was nominated, and you might have to fact check this, I believe she was also nominated for Crash? Or was she just in No, Crash? she was also nominated for Gravity. Yes, which, quite honestly, that's, a re- that's one of my favorite Best Actress years in history. And it's hard for me to say, because, like, I, was, I looked at that year, because I was like, I wanted to say that, like, she should have won that year, but there's a lot of people mm. that could have won that year. But... She, I think she, it's kind of like the Emma Stone of it all. Like, Emma Stone shouldn't have won for La La Land, but she d- she earned her win the following with the favorite. Yes. And I believe yeah. that is Sandra's sort of journey as well. Is She did not deserve the win for mm. the blind side, but she retroactively sort of earned it with her performance in Gravity. And that's what I I'll say. I also think that they're like, she's one of those people where it was like, She's been so consistently good for her whole career. And then she had this like big moment in a movie that had a big Oscar moment. And they were like, here you go. It is. It's psycho that that movie was even Oscar bait, though. I mean, because it is such a fucking lifetime like Disney. It is like Remember the Titans adjacent. And it's like, okay, we weren't given Denzel or anybody else in that movie Oscars. But she's doing that. I do. It is I like I jokingly say she deserved it, but like in in on the real, it is like really bizarre that she won for that. Yeah, they I just had a hard that, on like, for Sandy. I think also like that movie came out right or like that movie came out in two thousand eight. Like, two thousand nine. We had just uh-huh. it came out in two thousand nine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's or maybe like we December two thousand eight, but it was the two thousand nine like, ceremony. Yeah, it was we were like fresh into a black president. Yeah, yes. exactly. We're yes. fresh into like a post-racial America. That is the and historical like, context. Here, I was like, I'm gonna bring this like this like black child into my home and like care for mm-hmm. him. And it's like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm gonna like see his greatness and help the world. Feel yeah, like exactly. Everybody's like, yes, we like these stories. They work for us. But can I can I tell you? Can I answer? Can I actually answer the question of your podcast that you ask? Yes, because it's yes, I, it's please. tangentially related. Because this year is the year okay. that I realized Sandra has was it is iconic in a way that mm. is sort of forever 
and ever and ever and ever going to la- outlast all the others and it's for one reason because she did what the other girls wouldn't do she did what nicole would never do she did what julia would never do she did what drew like all of her peers would never do and that is the day before she won that oscar she arrived at the razzies with a little red wagon full of dvd copies of all about steve gave an acceptance speech for the for for worst actress and threw out copies of all about steve to the razzies audience and votership and gave one of the most charming speeches i've ever seen now yes halle berry did the same thing for catwoman but she had a pre-written speech that someone clearly wrote for her that was like stilted and wooden i love love to halle yeah. but sandra did it like a goddamn star she is so she was funny she was self-deprecating. She also like a little bit back. She did it. She found a. She, it's magic. Watch the video because it's literally magic. Because she comes out, she finds a way to accept the Razzie for worst actress without completely shitting on the film that she won it for and like disrespecting the filmmakers, but also a little bit like acknowledging that it wasn't a great movie. And then the trifecta of that year which the only other film that she released that year, I'm going to tell you what it is. It's the movie, it's the best movie that she released that year, The Proposal. She did it all that year, okay? She did a bad movie. She, she did, did two bad, bad movies, one bad movie that was recognized by the Academy, one bad movie that was recognized by the Razzies, <laughs> and then she did a perfect rom-com perfect that she's movie. known for. Her roots. Her roots. And Ryan, at his hottest. Ryan literally, like, I believe, like, in the throes of his relationship with Alanis Morissette, which the children have forgotten, that um, Ryan... Two Canadians. Two Canadians. Two chaotic Canadians two doing the work. chaotic Canadians. Pre-Scarlet, pre-Blake, he dated Alanis Morissette. It was also, like, bef- the proposal comes before, like, Ryan's oversaturation. Yeah. It's, like, when he's still, yes. like... like He's like a fun, cute, mm-hmm. like funny guy, and we're like, oh my god, this you guy like feels seeing like fresh. Him. You like knowing that he's about to be yeah. in something. Yes, I I'm surprised with Ryan that we haven't McConaughey'd him fully and tried to sh- give him Oscar work. You can tell I don't think he's interested in it. What's that movie I uh, where he and um, Ben Mendelsohn gamble? Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, it sounds like a <laughs> oh. real laugh riot. Mississippi Grind. He does like. Yes. Yeah, it's like a it's like a weird small movie that's like more serious, and it's like he did like in the middle of Deadpool's or whatever. And in the like, middle of Deadpool's. I think he, I think he like wants to. I think he would love to McConaughey, but he also he's, has his gym. I think so. he's. I think he's gonna wait he's, until he gets less hot. He's got a full gym business to run. I think he has to wait until like late, later forties. That's like a few yeah. years. Yeah, maybe early fifties. Because I do think right now he is like in his action thing and also for his his whole gin thing like he does like being like, I did not a funny know that, guy i did not know that he was he's a, uh, had a gym thing he's obsessed with his gin company gin like, oh gym not gym yeah well i guess that's actually worse somehow that he has a gin company and not a gym company He's got a gym and sauna. He owns like a bathhouse. It's really somehow fucked. him owning a gym would be better than gin. My question about yeah. his gin company: Does Mila Kunis have an internship at the gin factory as she does at the Jim Beam factory? My favorite thing about Mila Kunis is that she interned at the Jim Beam factory, sort of 
cattle prodding. And then she did all those like Yeah, she was Mila Kunis was in they they you think it's just a commercial, but Mila Kunis was in that warehouse lugging barrels around day in, day out, doing the work. So that when she did those Mila Jim Kunis's Beam method. commercials, yeah, she could say, <laughs> I could I stand this company. So I love when a celebrity takes on like a like a like a business role at like a big brand. Like Ashton Kutcher, Mila's husband, was like the creative director at Nikon for Ugh. a minute or something. Like Yeah. Matthew McConaughey does that for like Wild Turkey. They it's do like, love be doing that. George Clooney, they another do. classic. Well, he runs that company. Wait, with his best friend. company. With his best mm-hmm. friend. And they ride little motorcycles together. Who's his best friend? With Randy Gerber. Okay. Kaya Gerber's father. That's really sad because who's Bing Bong? Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> the voice of Bing Bong. Um, he's also a voice on Big Mouth, Io. Um, oh, um. Richard Kind. Richard Thank you, producer Andrew. Thank you, Andrew. Richard Kind. Hot producer Andrew. I who's have, Bing Bong? I have Bing Bong from... Inside Out. Inside Out. The imaginary friend. Richard Kind, a a lovely man, an incredible actor. The same age as George Clooney. That's crazy. That's one of those that you hear. That's one of those that you hear and you go, oh, actually, time is false. Yeah, time is false. And time hits different races differently. And I'm going to say, I realize what I just said, but George Clooney, (laughs) a different race. Okay. A different George race. Clooney is he's there's something Mediterranean there's something spicy yeah just a little there's something spicy I think about is him. he like Portuguese or something? like it's something yeah race. that would not surprise well me that would not surprise me if you he's found gotta out be Portuguese. that Clooney was Portuguese but yeah um, Sandra Bullock, have you have you seen the video of, of Sandra Bullock well aging whites yes she really is. She slowed down. She slowed down her production a little bit. Like she's she's not doing like five movies a year anymore, or even three movies uh-huh. a year, or even one movie a year anymore. And I think that's smart yeah. because she does have a son. And Io, I'm looking you right in the face when I say this. She has a black son. <laughs> she has a black son. Okay. Joel, if you think I wasn't at the supermarkets, at the stop and shops, at the shops, <laughs> looking at these people magazines, seeing her, black son, tucked in the crook, carefully tucked in the crook, while her life is imploding, her saying, yeah, I'm here for my black son. And also, black daughter? Is her daughter black? I think there's a black daughter also. Wow. I didn't know that she even had a daughter. The black son That's... named Louis, I believe, after Louis Armstrong. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Don't love that. Don't love that for her. I will say it is that is the one the, the there are two things that are sort of indefensible about Sandra Bullock that make it difficult and um one of them is the blind side obviously and then the other is that um she did date Jesse James. Weren't they married? They were married. They, okay, they yeah. were married and they did get divorced when he cheated on her. She didn't necessarily, this is subtextual, but um, not textual, but she did divorce him because he is a Nazi. Um, but textually, she divorced him because he cheated on her and then said that cheating is just part of life. And then I, as I was Googling the, 
Because I, I was like, she divorced him explicitly because he was a Nazi, right? Couldn't find that. Couldn't confirm that. But I know couldn't in my heart to be text. true. Couldn't find that um, But as I was like Googling information about it, I was like, I, I, one of the stories that popped up, April 1st, 2020, Jesse James cheated on his NASCAR wife or something. <laughs> something to that effect was one of the... Um, the, the headlines I, that I, saw. I also feel like I have the memory of him like being a Nazi. I wonder if he, like, yeah. well, he is was, like that's yeah. like the, or he had like a bunch of Nazi um like paraphernalia or something like that. Um but that is that I I we all know for sure. Because here's the other thing with Sandra Bullock <laughs> that I'm that is like I hesitate to like go full stand mode with Sandy is that she every I would say every 13 months or so i google is sandra bullock a republican you know and there's never the conclusive answer that you want to hear in these times Mm -hmm. i will say she Mm -hmm. has only spoken that her political decisions are based on what is best for her son who i will remind uio is yeah, he's he's black, Joel. He's right. Black. So black. I don't yes, think I don't think that she would I don't think that she would be a Trumper. But again, I could sort of see. She I might think not be a re- Trumper, but she might have been a a little uh, McCain head, a little Caner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I say? Yeah. I she say that. She could have been like. <laughs> I just I I can't see her. Lo- I could see her loving McCain, but I can't see her loving uh-huh. Palin, and that's sort of a saving grace for me. I bet she, yeah. like, really is, like, when people are being mean to, like, Meghan McCain, she's, yeah. like, they're being too harsh on But that's sort of, like, here's the thing, though, with, with people who have been famous for that long, um, it's just, like, you see, I think they start, to, their brain melts a little bit and starts, they start to see themselves, like, beyond, like, it's beyond race yes. and class and gender, and it's all about people who are famous, other people who are famous, and they're, like, wait a minute. Yes. I recognize that. And like, I, as someone who spent the like lion's share of last week getting called a roided out narcissist on Twitter by strangers, I was like, suddenly I think Megan McCain has a point, you know? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what about civility, you know? <laughs> yeah, I was like, why can't we just be nice? As I've spent like most of primary season being an absolute rude pig to people on Twitter. Um, Head but to rightfully the group so. I was doing Michael it for Ian the Black right. and Megan yeah. McCain. <laughs> just self <self-soothed> there. <laughs> no. <laughs> that would be truly. That sounds like that is the the ninth circle of hell is a group chat with Michael Ian Black and Megan McCain. And look, here I am. Here I am. This is exactly why Sandy's a Republican. Because I'm saying nasty little things like this. Nasty little things. As as asides, even. Just throwing them away. Yeah. And she hears them, and so does her black son, you know? And possibly her black daughter, which we did. Olivia, did we confirm? (laughs) Yes. Okay. Here. uh, And her daughter may or may not be black. (laughs) I I don't know if the daughter is black. I know she does have a daughter. But I feel like... Okay, hold on. Here's before I look this up. Is it weirder if she has if she adopted two, two black, black children, children or yeah. just like well, I don't know. Ask one. Angelina. Well, Angelina oh. only has one black daughter, and then oh, but then a bunch of Asian ones, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> then she, she has, has like two Asian two sons Asian ones, and then yeah. three, three white white children. Got other it. children. Okay, wait. 
Should we all should we all guess the race before Olivia looks it up? We're already here. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say not black. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Latina. She's gonna Latina daughter. <laughs> okay. She has okay, kind of an iconic people cover, which has exclusive yes. photos of her daughter Layla, who does appear to be black, but you would never know it because she does not show the face on the she cover. She is black. I she could be actually. Black. She could be Afro Latina. You never know. That's true. She yes. She That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Okay, nice. So in a way, to be we Sandra all win. And this is the most research daughter. that we're going to be doing on this. Like, I'm sure we could find out. But this is the most research that we will ever do. It's crazy now that my new dream is to be on a set with Sandra Bullock. And it's like late night. And she's like asking me for hair tips. It's crazy. That that's I was just going to ask, like, do you think she knows how to do black hair? I'm or sure she, like, that she has a, uh, a team of people that help mm-hmm. her raise those children. And I am sure that one of them is um, has experience dealing with the the hair. I'm sure that there yes. might even, if not- And she's not, absolutely she... asked one of them, like, who are you voting for? Yeah. I mean, I really, like, I really, there's there was this fake quote that was going around for a while that was like, Sandra Bullock says that Trump is doing everything possible to, uh, to, to help Americans. And it was false. She did not say that. And she was angry that that was a quote that was going around. So at the very okay. least, we can say that, like, she's she's not a Trumper. But the thing is, is, like, doesn't it And this feel... goes back to the Big Little Lies rule. Yeah, it does. Because I, I could... She's not she's not that type, you know? Like, there are, there, there are mm. certainly white actresses I would slot in the, like, Trump-supporting sort of, like, role. Like a Jennifer Jason Lee. You know, like she would play the Trump supporter on Big Little Lies, and yes. Sandra Bullock yes. would sort of play like the like Angie Harmon esque sort of like, I don't know. I just think you know. Wow, it's about the economy. I do You're in your zone think right now, Joel. <laughs> I think there might be a darker option, which is that could could you, like, could you see her being like a libertarian? Just be someone being like, wow. being Olivia. like, government bad. Olivia, damn, you really just took damn. me to a. Pl- I haven't felt this depressed all quarantine. I'm so <laughs> sorry. No, Olivia, good I job really... depressing our guests. You really brought me to a dark place because I absolutely like she, can see that as a possibility. She does seem Sandy. like one of those girls. She does seem like one of those girls who would be like. I just love the fountainhead. And yep. It's like, Red Ayn Rand once. No. I actually, oh boy. this is something that's not Obviously talked about. This is something that I actually really, together. really like about Friends is that in Friends, you notice that a lot of the characters are constantly reading in the background, which is something that I noticed a while ago. And I believe was would have been an amazing Tumblr um, at, if I had thought of it in 2013, yes. maybe. Um, you know, yes. like all the books mm-hmm. that they're reading. But I pulled, I have an amazing picture from on my phone right now of rachel green reading ayn rand and it is yes. so funny because it's like oh my god rachel green is a libertarian i guess uh... wow it tracks though but it does i guess you know she lost she's you know her dad made her get a job and then that really shaped her political mm-hmm. views um yep. <laughs> now did you did you guys did you guys see bird box 
No. I because I haven't I, I couldn't bring myself to watch it either. I really it is up my alley, but then it became such a thing how bad it was and how they faked the memes that I sort of was like, I think I need to stay away from this. So No, I like don't have any interest in it. It also is not like my favorite mode of, of Sandra. Yeah. It's like yeah. I I like it when she's being like fun like my like my favorite Sandra, I think, is either like speed or miscongeniality. Yeah. And it's like that mm-hmm. area is where I think it really like works. Miscongeniality, homophobia aside, holds up much better comedically <laughs> than you would think it it would. I recently rewatched it and it is still so funny. It is still so sweet. I think like the beginning parts are kind of tough, like when they're deciding who will go to the Miss America pageant. Right. But I do think some of the messaging does hold up. And like some of the stuff about like her going in and thinking that all these women are gonna be bad and then like actually making lasting friendships is like a lesson that like I think we can all take from being in Miss America to this day. Um, and I love I mean the comedy of Miss Congeniality is so good to this day when she says Jesus Christ still holds up and she's like I forgot to pray before eating my bagel so funny the scene when she is pulling the crown off of the Miss Rhode Island at the end and Miss Rhode Island doesn't understand what's going on is scream crying chaos abounding so funny makes me cry laughing every day Every day, because I watch it every day. I watch that scene every day. <laughs> I watched it recently, um, yesterday and the day before that. Um, yeah, I <laughs> love that movie so much. Also has one of my favorite Hollywood men, man, man, one of, wow, has one of my favorite Hollywood men who will, who's past, I don't know, who will never get the recognition that maybe he deserves. Benjamin Bratt, Olivia, who you know he's I love. He's so hot. Oh, I thought you were going to say. He's so hot in that movie. In that movie, he's so hot. I was. I thought you were going to say Michael Caine. Oh, <laughs> wait. Because you, <laughs> because you started off with your your Walter Matthau um, screed. True. And so I was like, oh, she's going to, she loves um, Michael Caine. I, I do um, love me a, an old white man, while that's true. And I've got my list of all the old white men actors. This one goes out to a certain Peruvian? I think he's Peruvian. And that's just something that I think. I'm going to say something truly controversial here about another actress that I love. Yes. I'm going to say I think that Sandra Bullock could have done My Best Friend's Wedding and Aaron Brockovich, but... Julia Roberts could not have done Miss Congeniality <gasps> or Speed. Well, no, I think she could have done Speed. I don't think she could have done some of the harder comedy stuff that Sandra Bullock has done, such as, like, I'm sorry, of, remember when, like, of the Melissa McCarthy, like, three Paul Feig movies uh-huh. that came out, The Heat is low-key one of my favorite ones. The Heat I is, prefer the is heat. straight up funny. It is a laugh riot. I think people sleep on the heat. It is what like gave us sort of Katie Dippold. Like she burst onto the scene with this movie. And I I can't confirm that. I just made that up. But it's probably true. And I think it's like there are so many like big comedic set pieces in that movie. When she tries to do the tracheotomy on the man in in the diner. And there's just blood everywhere. It is. I like crying like and it is again it's sort of like a very like adjacent role to her miscongeniality part 
but it is so funny. There's a part where they're cutting up her suit in the bathroom at the club. The um, it's just like that's what she should have won the Oscar for. <laughs> it, it, it was I do one think of those that situations like, where it's like we were giving her an Oscar for the things that she has done that we didn't shine a light on, and us. the things that she would continue to do. And the heat was in that promise, absolutely. The same way Halle Berry's Oscar is like also for Baps. Mm. Like mm-hmm. Sandy's is also for the heat. I have but that what point has, about but here's Julia the thing. is like Okay, go. I was just thinking like you're probably oh, right. No, you're right. I listen. No, and it is I know. Speed. It's this is this is my version of hearing that Sandy is a libertarian. I just like <laughs> it's like hurting my feelings <laughs> in such a deep way because I know it, it's probably true. Like Julia can't go like big comedic. Her funny moments are always like sly and like underhanded and like a, a little like that. She doesn't have like. Like Sandra Bullock can get a belly laugh out of me. In Sandra a way that, like, Bullock can be an ingenue, and she can be like a hard, like clown. That's yeah. the thing, and I don't think that Julia has like hard clown in her. Well, um, it's to your point. She's of, like, an ingenue I think through and through. Self-deprecation, like where she yeah. just has that knowingness, and you're kind of like. Were there maybe like two years of your life where you didn't feel beautiful? I don't know, but it, you know how yeah. to get there. And I appreciate that. Julia Roberts in her first wedding, you know who her, her maid of honor was? This is dark. Hmm. No, her publicist. Yeah, mm. it was. And that, and, and Sandy would never. That's no. the other thing, Sandy would never. And here's the thing, I love, I'm a huge Julia stan. I love Julia. Julia is part of the reason the game star or actress was created is because I went to a dinner for the like this Wall Street Journal Young Hollywood dinner and I was sitting at a table with people who were actresses mm-hmm. and then Julia Roberts stood up to give a speech and you were like okay that person is a star because well I'll say this and it's shitty to say but I think he'd agree with me she it was like also the dinner was like hosted by the cast as Ben is back no one okay. else but <laughs> Lucas Hedges was there Lucas Hedges was there and I went up to Julia right before I left and I was like saying goodbye to Julia and Lucas Hedges was standing right next to her and it took me forever to notice that Lucas Hedges was standing next to her and like yeah. that's maybe not fair to him but I was like oh and that was like the next day literally in the big bathroom I was talking about this and I was like yeah that's because she's a star and Lucas Hedges is an amazing actor but he's not a star he's not a star He's not a star. He's an actor. And and that is like the thing about like some of these girls that have burst onto the scene today are not giving you star energy. You know, we'd really this is why Cap- honestly, the other impetus for star, not actress was Brie Larson, because well, Brie Larson yes. is an actor. She's an, actor. an amazing actor. At well, that. that's why I think but we've you watch her in a Marvel movie girls. and she can't carry it. She can't do it. But it's who, like we clung to recently... like we clung to Jennifer Lawrence. We were hungry for the idea of a star. We, mm-hmm. and, and I would say Emma Stone is close she's to she's Julia and Sandy levels. I think, yeah, Emma is definitely up there. I don't even really love J-Law, but I would say J-Law is a star. J-Law feels like someone who would like like walk into a room and everyone would like know she was yes. there she couldn't like now, slip think in about like Saoirse Ronan yes, could slip we... into a room 
Yes. Sersha yes. could slip into a room. I would love to say that Sersha is a star, but I think you're right. She's absolutely not. She is She's... She is gonna win that Oscar soon. I mean, oh, they've absolutely. nominated her enough times, but she's a noted actress is... and she's like respected, but she's not giving you like <gasps> Yeah. Like someone well, from and Missouri also, like, isn't gonna be like, oh shit. There's also something like Sersha can be iconic and not be a star. Because like something yes. iconic Sersha did is use her real acne in Lady Bird, which I think is an iconic thing to do, not a star mm-hmm. thing to do. Mm-hmm. Mm. Stars say, give me the foundation, honey. Give me the prosthetics. Make it look worse. I don't want to use yeah. my real skin. I well, saw Sasha in person like- once and like had to do a double take because she just looks like so normal. I was like, was that? Yeah, that oh, was the thing with yeah. Lucas Hedges too was I was like, he was in a weird, he, it was like partially the styling, but it was like, oh, you're just a, you're a guy that I could know. And that's great yeah. and lovely. But ultimately, somebody who I, I think, think Timmy, is Timmy Chalamet. Tim, I was gonna say Timmy Chalamet, and I've seen him a few times and have been like, "Oh, you are very, you're just built differently." Partially because you are so tall and your head is so small, you have no choice but to be famous. Wow. But also, then I'm like, <laughs> he's being he's being sold to me because he's like. It's that thing. We haven't had somebody built like that in so long. Like, it's not, you know, we're not um, in an age where you, you have your pick of the litter. You're, over, you've, you've, you're wealthy and you're Brad's and you're Hughes and all these different types of hot leading men. Like, it's not, we're not really there right now. I mean, no. maybe Robert Pattinson. I mean, Ryan. But he's not. Is he, Pattinson? Pattinson is like Pattinson is, feels like very on the on line. the cusp. Yeah, because yeah. he like does not, not want to be a star, and that makes me be like, oh, it's so good when you get it. Like when he goes on a mm-hmm. late night show and is like a real it's tough. The problem with that, with calling Robert Pattinson a star, and I think what confuses the conversation, because I'm going to say not a star, because what I will say about him is it, it, what confuses it is when these people get introduced to us in these huge franchises that bring along with them these huge, mm. rabid fan bases that to a certain person, Robert mm-hmm. Pattinson is, of course, going to be a star because they are crazy mm-hmm. for and about Twilight. But I don't think... Had he and I think he's an I think he's a great actor. I think Kaysu is a great a good actress as well. Yeah. But I don't think either of them are stars. I think we think that they are in that close to that category because they burst onto the scene in a very star making turn, but then immediately right. rejected it and said, "No, this is not for no. me." No, <laughs> no ick. I want to be in a film with Juliette Binoche on. <laughs> and the French I, I think you have you have to be you have to be one or the other to come out of that um with some modicum of success because here's the thing Emma mm-hmm. Watson star oh, not actor not actor star. by any means that's the only reason she has you know Daniel mm-hmm. Radcliffe I will say actor Rupert Grant I'm gonna say neither. no I was gonna say <laughs> I'm gonna say it's neither like, or... and that's why he's sort of he sort of disappeared. Yeah. So you get a little bit of everything out of that squad. <laughs> right. Well, I think that's because now I'm also just thinking about like, even if you are a star, right? Like no matter how hard you try to become actor, it, it comes and it finds you. Because I'm also thinking of like a Brad Pitt who, poor man, uh-huh. try as hard as he does to be in a Coen Brothers movie or to like, you know, 
grunge up and play Anthony Fauci on SNL. It's like baby boy, <laughs> like we don't need you to do this. Look pretty. Show up no. in the GQ pictorial. Mm-hmm. Produce you, twelve show, years is a, a, a slay. Produce, produce basically every single black movie. Yeah, every <laughs> like, important black movie resonant. of the last decade. Produce those silently, I mean, but show up in a Tarantino film and give me that arm. I want to see that forearm, boy. Mm-hmm. And he does it. Mm-hmm. He was he Brad does. Pitt is like too pretty to never like. He was never not going to be a star. Like, you right. see him in Thelma and Louise, and it's one of those things oh my where it's God. like, that's a star. Yeah. Yes, totally. I wonder I wonder what happened to Gina Davis. She's chilling. She has, like, a foundation that's all about, like, getting Feminism. women to make movies. And she's, like, <laughs> she's Feminism about representation, and that's, like, her whole thing now. Well, that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad she's... I, I hope that's fulfilling. I hope she's that's what she busy. wants. And she disappeared. I, I think she's happy. She, she made her to, work. Because I love Gina. <laughs> She almost made the Olympics. What? You know, really? you know that, right? For what? Yeah, she almost made the Olympic archery team um, because she had Cynthia to learn archery. Cynthia Arrivo is shaking. Yeah. <laughs> she had to learn archery for some movie. I want to say Robin Hood. No, that's not right. I can't remember what movie she had to learn archery for. Huh. Um, but she learned it so well that she very nearly almost made the Olympic team. Wait, doing it after you're like after you're already an actor. It's not like, "Oh, I'm in college and I'm an athlete." It's like, "No, I'm a famous mm-hmm. actor and I had to learn this thing that I just like happened yeah. to be incredible happened at." And I discovered that I'm and an archery know. savant. Archery savant and J Law famously could never. J Law is not an archery savant. Many no. of the archery nerds on the internet say they watch the Hunger Games and they say absolutely <laughs> not. That angle. Absolutely not. And they said you couldn't have found any other girl. You're telling me in all these tapes, and we know you were getting a lot of tapes. You can find somebody with just you a nice. You couldn't have degree. gone to the Olympic team. And found a girl. You're telling me nobody's on cute. The Olympic team. Nobody can give you a line read on the Olympic team. Look harder. Look again. Would have loved. Okay. Olivia, mm-hmm. I feel like it might be time for a little people's court. How do you feel? I feel incredible, mostly because we have a great one today. Well, Joel, this is now, it's time for a little segment, and it's called the people's court. Bang, bang on the gavel. Olivia, judge presiding, leads us to the people's court where she has somehow managed to hack into the archives, uh, uh, the J stores. She's a woman in STEM, as well as a judge. She's a multi-hyphenate. And uh, she presents us with an article, um, a little nugget of the past about our icon uh, that people might not know. So Olivia. Okay. Take us to the people's court. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to, well, this is actually kind of a journey that I went on earlier today that I'm going to take you guys on as well. In 19, I love a trip. In 1996, (laughs) uh, April 29th issue of people, we get a little blurb of an article about Sandra Bullock firing her manager and then hiring her father to be her manager, which on its own, a lot, a lot to deal with. I know a little um, bit about this, but keep going. Yes, so she she fires her her manager after she gets successful. the The kind of subtext is that she doesn't want to pay him his commission now that she makes like millions and millions of dollars in. And who movie. does exactly? Very relatable. 
But there's a line in the piece that says, um, that like piqued my interest. And it says, yet John Bullock claims that his new job will soon allow him to leave Hollywood. After getting Sandy off and running in her own company, Fortis Films, which produced Making Sandwiches, a 30-minute short that she wrote and directed, he plans to return to Arlington, Virginia. Coincidentally, I'm from Arlington. But what is interesting is Making Sandwiches, a 30-minute short that Sandra Bullock wrote, directed, and acted in, alongside Matthew McConaughey, Eric (gasps) Roberts in drag as his sister, and a bit role for Octavia Spencer that she says got her an agent and launched her career. And it does not exist anywhere. You cannot watch it. It does not exist. What what is it about? Once at Sundance. Yes. It showed once at Sundance. It showed showed at like an Austin film festival. The tagline of which is oh it's okay. The tagline is two slices dot 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 with the world of possibility between them. Okay? <laughs> okay. The description on IMDb is, Sandra Bullock and Matthew McConaughey make sandwiches in a small kitchen while watching television, where Eric Roberts, in drag, aping his sister, reports on the weather, period. Short and weird, period. That's it. That's all we know. This will never see the light of day, but it exists. It existed as a way for her to see if she could write and direct, and she did it, and then was like, I can't actually write and direct. Honestly? Wow. Mad respect. Yeah. Mad respect for oh, that. absolutely. Because, and uh, what a dream to be able to do that without the entire, without it living on the internet forever. Because if any one of us oh. wanted to figure out if we could write or direct, yeah. you know, it would just be like, no matter what, people would be able yeah. to find it. People would be able to find something That's- of it. And this just yeah. lives. I wonder if she has a copy. I would pay a lot of money to see Making Sandwiches. I'm also obsessed because she. I'm obsessed with the Octavia Spencer tidbit because it's like yeah. 1996. She had like a supporting role. Octavia they met Spencer on a had time a, to su- kill, right? She was in A Time to Kill. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and Sandra and her like clicked. And then Sandra was like, "Will you help me like cast this movie? Will you help like be a PA on this thing I'm doing?" And Octavia's like, "Sure." And then she ended up in the movie the movie got her an agent and here we are now both of them have oscars um here's the thing i'm going to say about my suspicions about this film oh good if we were to see this role i don't think that sandra bullock wrote a non-problematic role for octavia spencer because as we've seen it's very difficult people skill people people who are good at writing and directing find it difficult right. to write a fully fleshed out character for octavia spencer and okay, well, for someone to do to that differ, but yeah keep going <laughs> <laughs> a, movie, a role I that's was... only flesh <laughs> only flesh yeah i'm glad that it, i'm glad that i can't see it now Actually, I'm really glad because I, I there's all like there's just only so much I can take with Sandra, and I and I just know that eventually she will do something that will push me over the edge, and I'll have to leave this <laughs> rather than live in a world without my Sandy. I am but, curious as to what Sandra Bullock thinks like dialogue is like. You know, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Like, yes. like does she? Do well, they, also what that it's kind like of weird. ear does she have for that? Yeah. 
Right. That it's like uh, that it gets described as like weird. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Weird and short. Weird and short. My, meanwhile, Eric Roberts also fully in drag. That can't be great. In drag. In drag as Julia Roberts. As doing Julia the weather. Roberts. Like what? It, like they're making sandwiches. Yeah, the There's TV? a weather report. I, What's going on? Uh, the It is kind of fun that they were all just friends, though. Because doesn't that remind you of sort of like the Forever Dog Network in a little way? In a, in a little Little ways. No, that is definitely it's little, just like a, oh, like yes, in a big ways. <laughs> making stuff like what with are we friends. doing? What are we doing? But just like making sandwiches together. That's what podcasting <gasps> is: is our making it. sandwiches. <laughs> Short and weird. Short and weird. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait till I scrub all of this from the internet. We're all scrubbing all of this <laughs> from the internet. When I'm like the a RSS feed director. will be gone. Yes. <laughs> Joel, you're fully like our diploma, and um, everybody's like, <laughs> they did podcasts, and we're just it's like, like well, we don't talk about time, it. It doesn't exist. There's no proof. So, <laughs> I don't think I'll ever. I think I could like win an Oscar, and I don't think I'll ever be able to stop podcasting. <laughs> um, just because, like, I, I feel like you can't forget. That's what I like. It's truly what I've. The only thing I've done really of note is podcasting, and I, I, and I feel like you can't forget. You can't forget that, you know. I want to be the first Oscar award winner. I want to be the first Oscar award winning podcaster. Um, You're gonna be the first Oscar winner for a podcast. <laughs> now that's a dark. Just feature. how they like opened the Pulitzer so that like audio could get recognized. <laughs> yes. like, they're gonna open the Oscars because it's all. And you guys were shortlisted this year, right? Yeah, for sure. We were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, twice yeah, actually. Was twice. You guys crazy. and what the fuck and um, Karamo's podcast, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and and also, ultimately, this um, American Life won, but like that's okay. Yeah, there was there were things at play, and people were pulling strings, but we know. And our hearts. Some structural stuff. Yeah. Well, you know who really I'm are. glad we got we got we were, shortlisted in the precious. Daily Didn't. We're the precious and that's important. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gabby. <laughs> so next, we're going to do a little game of Fuck, Mary Kill. As opposed to using love. people, we're going to use like little moments from Sandra's career. Oh, I love and that. And kind of see where we all land. But first, we have to think up like three different things for us to choose from. So, Io, do you have any, like, thoughts on this? Or Joel? Well, I don't think we should go obvious. Like, I think, like, Blindside is, like, too, we mm-hmm. we all know what uh-huh. it would be. So I think we need to go sort of in a, in a, an unusual direction. I'm going to, I'm going to say making sandwiches should be up there. Yes. Great. Perfect. Um, I feel like I'm... I mean, the the rom-com, like, persona, just, like, the charm that she's got, Miss Comedy Queen. So she's got the weird, mm-hmm. she's got the comedy chops. Olivia. And then, and then Olivia? I think, like, I think kind of maybe, like, um, this this current phase where she's, like, wound down a little bit and just kind mm. of, like does what she wants to do doesn't feel the pressure to do like three yeah yeah, the like later stage sandra okay yeah you're i mean we didn't even talk about oceans eight 
Oh my god! I think is a, is a little telling of, about that film, but yes. I think she's great in it. I think she it's it's weirdly that movie is the problem with that movie versus the other Oceans movies is that the other Oceans movies were like an ensemble movie where you understood everyone's relationship mm-hmm. to each other, and the Oceans Eight movie was a movie about Sandra Bullock and then her friends. And yes, I think it also was a movie where it was like oh. Fuck, we didn't think Rihanna would say yes. Oh, shit. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now we have to oh, do fuck. something. I also think oh, my biggest issue with the Ocean's 8 movie is that it completely undermines its message when they're like, we're going to get a crew of all women. No, it's going to be all women. And then spoiler alert for the end of Ocean's 8, the Asian from Ocean's all, uh, 11, th- 12, and 13 yes. is the reason they were able to pull off the heist. It's like just find okay, so, find another like person. Yeah, couldn't they, literally like, like ha, ha, you're telling me there isn't a single ha, female contortionist. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> just like literally like make that one of Aquafina's skills. It's not hard. It's we can really use not. a stunt double. Um, I know we can't. Yeah, I'll edit. I'll edit. Okay, so that phase of her career. Yes. So I'm gonna say, fuck. Making sandwiches, mm-hmm. marry comedy queen, yes, and kill late stage producer Sandy. Okay, I have I think the same exact pick. Before you say that, I do want to mention, and 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 I, I, your answer is your answer. Included in her producerial, uh, you know, uh, legend or whatever is the fact that she was an executive producer on the George Lopez show. Does that change your answer? No. Okay. And can I tell you something? It simply doesn't yeah. change mine. <laughs> what's your, all- okay, what's your, what's your answer? I think I have the same answer as you guys. I'm going to fuck Mary Sandwiches just because I want to see it. I want to know it and yeah. I want to have the story to tell my friends. Um, Mary Romcom Queen. That's how I met her. We've been together thick and thin. That's my comfort. Long day on the road. It's the way to I'm go. at the Radisson. Miss Congeniality's on TV. Two weeks notice is on TV. Yeah, I'm gonna watch. Duh. Oof, two weeks notice, yes. Um Love that film. Love that film. Trump cameo. Makes you think. Remember when he was an actor? Um <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> You had to do it. I'm sorry. I'm going to kill producer. I will say that my final thought on Sandy is that she is good in everything, even when the movie is bad, except for there's one actually bad Sandra Bullock performance. (gasps) There's one bad Sandra Bullock performance. It was in the last 10 years. Can you guess what it is? The last 10 years. And I like that you're like, there is one, and it's and, and there's an answer, and I've got it. And there is an answer. It's a movie? I mean, you can throw out whatever you think it is. I mean, is, it but... feels like the blind side, but I know your argument. Um... No, because it's a bad movie, but I think she does what she needed to do in that movie. Mm. I don't know. If it's not all about... Yeah, I don't have a guess. It is, unfortunately... Minions. She plays the I'm villain, sick of you. the female villain in Minions. And um, yes, I've seen Minions. And yes, I am here to tell you, Sandra Bullock, not a voice actor. She, there's something that's missing 
from the voice acting. It is such a weird wow. thing. Like you can just tell she was in a booth by herself for three hours doing the lines <laughs> for Minions. And it is not dynamic. It is not funny. It is not charismatic. Like she, it is like one of the most disastrous voice acting performances I've ever heard. And there's a reason I don't think you've ever heard her do it since or before that even. Wow. But now I'm just remembering. I, oh, she was in The Prince of Egypt. She was in The Prince of Egypt. That was, was the other voice acting thing yeah, she did. But she was fine in. But I think that was like of more Egypt. of like natural. That's like acting. But like doing doing like a big broad villain. A character. In Minions, yeah. Not for Sandy. Not for Sandy. Wow. And that's all I'll say. And that's what I'll leave it. And Sandy, if you're listening, babe, I, had, I, I defended you when no one else would. So let me have this. Okay. Sandy, let him have it. And don't sign up for Paddington 3. Case in point, is it? She could do Paddington three because she could be one of the I people. She yeah, she doesn't have to I, be. I was saying there. as a villain, as a villain. Oh, okay. Do we think her villain is the I problem? I would love or like... to see her. No, no, no. I don't think it was the villain yeah. at all. I think she could definitely be the villain in Paddington three. I just think she needs to be a live action villain. <laughs> yeah, okay. she just can't. We can't put her in the booth. That's like where <laughs> That's it goes okay. wrong. Where it falls apart. She needs a scene partner. Yeah. She needs. She does. Yeah, she. I can't. She I don't want to see her apart as like another the booth. bear. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, she can be fully blinded, but as long as there's somebody else tethering her and and yeah. and, and I mean, let's be set. honest. Let's be honest about what Bird Box is. Bird Box. They saw the success of um, "Don't Say a Word" or whatever that don't Emily Blunt John Krasinski movie was, and they're like, let's uh, "Don't flip speak." It just it. Quiet place. Quiet place. Quiet place. <laughs> they said a quiet place. But with your eyes. Yeah. And well, that's they, all that is. They that's did another is. one recently that is like just another sense. I think it's like. Really? It's Yeah. It's like. Oh, you can't hear? hear. That one seems like the one that could go, honestly, in, this, in a horror situation. <laughs> there is a really move. There is a really great. If you're quarantining at home and you like home invasion movies, there's a great film called Hush about a woman. She's deaf. And the man is trying to break into her home. And it is actually really, really excellent. And I highly recommend it to your listeners. Listeners, hope you take listeners. that recommendation. Hearing, I actually, I'm now like tail spinning that that's not the right terminology. But please know that my intention was good. Listeners, cancel Joel. <laughs> no, <laughs> I've said so many other cancelable things on the podcast. <laughs> That's the one. This, this is the is one I get you. <laughs> okay, so uh, you know, before we ask our final question, we do ask if there's any last words. I think you made an incredible case, Joel. I, but yeah, okay. I think I gave it. I think I, I gave my final words, which was yeah, you, you gave know, your box all. is bad concept and. <laughs> Um, Sandy falls apart in the booth. Um, that's beautiful. My my last words are that when you look at a celebrity's Wikipedia page, sometimes you you know you find kernels in um, their relationships or in their philanthropy, or there'll be a section that's like. Um, airplane um, enthusiast or whatever, but um, Sandra has, um, to me, an iconic section, a, a section that can often be a hallmark for icons, which is legal issues. 
Um, and, uh, you know, then you're going, oh, no, what's going on? Is there, uh, was it, is it the weird divorce? Was there some sort of embezzling scheme or whatever? No, uh, it is possible five different stories about her being stalked, basically. Um, just, uh, just people stalking her to the point of the law having to get intervened. And, and who could blame them? And who could blame them? <laughs> and it, and it spans decades. Even it's not just like, okay, oops, but you know, we're talking 2000, 2004, 2014, again in 2018. So we've really, there's, people are stalking her and that doesn't happen to everyone. And that, and what is a bigger, what is a bigger indicator of staying power? Than, stalk, than a stalker in every decade you've in been at. every single decade. It's, 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 Cher's got a Grammy in every decade, and Sandra Bullock <laughs> has a stalker in Is every decade. Is that a stalker? So, so, so that's my piece that I offer. Olivia, do you have any last words? Yeah. Um, yeah, I do. I came into this recording a little skeptical. I was like, is... Sandra's a great actress. Um, I love watching her do her thing. Is she an icon? And what really did we have push another me... Amy Adams on her hands? Yes, yes. This is exactly what I was thinking. I was like, do we have another Amy Adams situation? Uh -huh. And I don't think we do, mostly because I was thinking about like the Razzies thing and like the like have like there's things you can like peg to Sandra Bullock that like are very specific to her where it's like even it's like adopting two black children it's like what <laughs> like what's going on there there's like so, so like the Razzie she like speaks fluent German and like do, like does it in interviews sometimes it's like that's a whole weird thing I well that's troubling considering that, that she, she used to be married, married to, to a Nazi, Nazi. yes to Nazi. exactly yeah. but see it's like that is like a thing where you can like I don't know. You and then can, to like, apologize peg. for marrying a Nazi, adopted a second right. child. Yeah. 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 I think I think it's like that. That whole thing is like, sure, bad, maybe iconic, definitely. And definitely, I also think that like we've got you know she's in her late forties, maybe early fifties now, but like we've got many more decades of Sandra, and we've got like mm -hmm. her later work years ahead of us. She hasn't even played the mother of a teenager yet, which Julia has. Oh my gosh, exactly. so she hasn't. We've got some. We've got some roles. Jennifer Garner has played the mother of a teenager. Like we need to get Sandra yeah. up on it. Wow. But I think I think um, all bodes well for Sandra's icon status, especially since she's already won the Oscar. Easy. You know, it's like. Mm -hmm. And an iconically like disputed. Yeah, exactly. You yes. know, like. Ang something that ang people get angry yeah. about. Like, people, like, are. fight over this, like, big thing about her mm -hmm. in a way where it's like, oh, but, like, nobody contests when, like, Julia won for Aaron Brockovich or whatever. Like, everyone's like, great, mm -hmm. we love it. Go, go on. So, those are my final words. Never, are we ready to vote? Never hurt anybody. I think we are. Olivia, would you like to begin? I would. I am voting positively <laughs> that Sandra Bullock is an icon. I am also voting, yeah, she's an icon. I love her yeah. face, Joel. Clearly. <laughs> How else could you? How else could you vote? How else could you vote? Could Honestly, you vote? there's well, no other option I mean, here. 
or you just don't know what the vote is um, and you sort of question and you hope that it is for Sandra, but you have no idea what it could be, um, just sort of like in the vein of her. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> just, just leave it a sort of terrifying mystery uh, full of possibility. <laughs> could never. Could never in a million years. <laughs> okay, well, before we go, uh, we're going to play a quick little game called Vroom Vroom, um, where we craft a vehicle for an actor who we believe hasn't really gotten their due. You know, we know that they're talented, okay. that they could get the Oscar, but, but they haven't. And um, we'll, we offer the option, if you like, you can play along with us. We'll like show you how it's done. You know I'm going to play, babe. I love to hear it. Um, okay, Olivia, do you have the list up? Mm-hmm. Okay. Who would, and I can, I can play, although I will get eviscerated by Joel. Wait, you play. <laughs> Wait, do you, uh, do, do you want me to play? Yeah, okay. and I can be the producer. So then you should, then you should pick the actor. Yes, okay. I will get up the list. I thought about it, and then I said, mm, actually, wait a minute. <laughs> I, I was also thinking that we could do Mariah Carey as an ode to her precious snub. You know what? I think that's perfect. Okay. I will <clears throat> I have the clock up. We've got 30 seconds on the clock. Olivia, would you like to go first? Yes, I'll go first. Okay. 30 seconds on the clock to win Mariah Carey an Oscar for acting. <laughs> okay, okay let me know when song, I can start but mm -hmm. alright uh, it is a go okay so obviously like going ugly did not work so we're going high glam Mariah she's playing kind of like almost a like a fictionalized version of herself but it's like self-referential self-deprecating she's like root it's almost devil wears prada-esque in that she is winning for supporting for playing some kind of like 10 seconds out of this world pop star um she does learn a lesson at the end of it a la devil wears prada but she does not change i am running out of steam and here. that is your time there we go okay interesting okay Sort of like a existential box lux kind of vibe. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. Lower stakes I think, box. Okay, lux. here's Got what it. else. Okay, <laughs> I do think Mariah could have been good in box lux, in a way that Natalie could never. <laughs> that's a take. There's a lot that of Natalie could never for me, um, and that's for another episode. Okay, wow. Whoa. That's for another episode. <sighs> Jack I see her masterclass. Okay. She's one of the only masterclasses that I've watched. You've watched okay. the masterclass? I, I saw the trailer and I said, I gotta know more. <laughs> we'll get. We'll talk about this yeah, later. Another day, another day. You could crucify me for that. All right, Joel. Thirty seconds to win Mariah Carey an Oscar, starting now. It won't even need the 30 seconds. I'm going to give you two words that will win Mariah Carey the Oscar. Sunset Boulevard. Okay, it's an existing musical property. It is a part that people love. It is built 
for winning Oscars. Wow. It is keyed into sort of her persona already. She plays that role. And then also narratively, it is exactly the kind of troll that the Oscars love to pull because Glenn Close wow. originated the role and she has not won her Oscar yet and they love to rob Glenn. So you cast her oh. in that part. She's for sure going to win the Oscar. I'd like to thank you And that's both. it, I'm done. I'd like to thank you, don't you have to for pretend. coming in. You don't have to. You to don't pitch. have to say anything. Obviously, at uh, age twenty-five, uh, my production company. <laughs> you know, we've got um, so many great. Um, uh, we hear so many great pitches, and to have two um, incredible creatives like you come in does mean the world. Um, you know, unfortunately, um, I do have to award. Uh, th th this this financing really uh, this backing uh, to only one movie and obviously Olivia there will be many more chances for you to come and pitch we have a great working uh -huh. relationship yeah, we yeah, love yeah. hearing your ideas for sure. and obviously you know, <laughs> yeah. love having you in the room um, mm -hmm. we've got some things that might be staffing soon and you know obviously we'll be calling you in for that um, <laughs> but this was clear this was this was clear this was you know some days my faith is shaky and I don't really know who's up there or why, but I, I, I saw God today and it was in Joel Kim Booster's <laughs> pitch. My God. Wow. Yeah, I think, oh. I think when, <laughs> where, where Joel really like cinched it for me was when he said it was the musical version. It's not just like the remake of Sunset mm -hmm. Boulevard. No. It is the movie musical no. of Sunset mm -hmm. Boulevard, Yeah, which is inspired. That's what we wanted. Okay, also I'm gonna say it. Joel's a man who's sold, okay? He knows how to work a room. Thank you. He knows how to how to get you in there. That's 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 masterclass number two of the episode. He watched how to pitch. Listen up, folks. It was incredible. And I wanna see it now. And I'm actually sad. I actually I actually honestly didn't want to fund it because I'm sad that I can't have it, because that's what I want. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry to do that to you, but <laughs> just go to bed tonight and dream of it. Because I know you love to dream. I know you love to dream, Ayo. I, I, listen, I'm a dreamer. What can I say? I, sometimes they're, they're semi-interesting. I am a dreamer. We can't see that. Nice oh, yeah, what you guys I'm missed is that before, before we got on, Ayo was like, sorry, I'm late. I was ha taking a nap and was having a semi-interesting dream. So that's... That's where we all started well, today. Yeah. That's Tonight, what she that's what she thinks of our time, Olivia. It's about to be very interesting. <laughs> and I'll let you both know what happens and what the big show snapping numbers are. And you'll actually be glad. You'll be grateful for my little dreams, for my little nogging working overtime at night. Well. <laughs> okay, cool. Um <laughs> Okay, well, Joel, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Thank um, you for having me. Yeah, you're the absolute best. This has been a balm, a balm in my day, I have to say. <laughs> this was a blast. I had so much fun. It was a blast and, and a balm and, and just a, a little, a nice little saving grace. Um, everybody, listen, Joel's on this social. He's got the Twitter. He's got the Instagram. He's got a great album of stand-up that... Um, I love and I don't know. You're a genius, blah blah blah. You only you uh, you know that I'm getting embarrassed saying it actually. Um, but um, <laughs> people, 
you are you are known, but support him even more. He rules. Um, Joel, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Um, sending love to you. Sending love to the spiders. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Can't forget them. They're a big part of my this, life right now. This episode is dedicated to that cat that. <laughs> You know, oh. is going through it. Um, hopefully, it going finds a through foster it home on a lot of fronts. But I, I hopefully he'll find a home soon. All the proceeds to this episode will be going to feline aids. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks for listening, guys. Bye. 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 Forever dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.